Hey everybody, this is another episode of Real Talk for Real Women. Let the healing begin. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. And so let's get this interview started. So I'm just going to introduce myself for the, I don't know, the audience who may see this at a later date. My name is Jeanette Holloway, and I am the founder of My Phoebe Ministries. And today I am here with Miss Lydia Glaze, and she is going to share her story of overcoming and share her story about healing and her story about the Phoebe or Phoebes that God placed in her life to help her navigate the muddy waters and to navigate this journey. So, Lydia take it away. If you would please share the name of your Phoebe or your Phoebes that you will be talking about, where you were in life when they were placed there to help you and how they helped you. Thank you. First of all, I want to say good morning. Good morning to this great host and the, I would say the purveyor of this great medium and tool of healing hope and help for women. Thank you, Miss Jeanette. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of this ministry today. And for those who will see this, we'll say good morning again. God bless you and God bless all the women who will come in contact with this ministry. So my name is Lydia Glaze and I was born and raised in Trenton, New Jersey. And my parents are Southerners. They were sons and daughters of sharecroppers. Um, my dad is from right outside of um, Clark County, um, Athens. My mom was outside of, uh, lived in Houston County. Again, they were fam, their families were sharecroppers and they came up with the original, uh, diaspora of folks leaving the South and going to the North, um, to find work. And that's exactly what they did. They went to the North to find work. They met and had four children. My mother already had a son, and um, in the summer of 1967 is when um, some major changes in my life began to take place. Um, that change took place because of what was happening in my parents' life. So there was infidelity, and my mother was on my dad's side. And my mother responded with rage and that rage almost killed my dad. And so that relationship broke up and he moved back to the South, to Georgia and never was involved in the rearing of his children, four children in the North after that. And my mother had an arm baby. She had um, two toddlers. Um, and then I was six and a half and my older brother was eight and a half. Um, so I was my dad's oldest child, oldest daughter. I was my mom's oldest daughter. She had a nervous breakdown. That's what we called it at that time. We know that trauma, a lot of times, is the precipitous for mental breaks. Well, her trauma was the fact that she almost killed the man she loved. Um, and then they broke up, never to get back together and no interaction, none. Um, and she was left with four children in the North with no family support. Her family was still in the South. The ones that were in the North of New Jersey were hours away. 
And so within six months, she had a mental breakdown. By that time it turned seven and being the oldest girl, there was a lot of responsibility that I had to undertake. And that responsibility still lives in my life today. Um, and so I basically raised my sibling because we didn't want to be separated and put into um, defects is what we call it now, but um, the, we called it the foster system. And we made a pact that we would stay together and we would do those things that our mother taught us. And so she taught us how to live in a certain way and she was there. So we did have her oversight, but she just didn't have the mental acuity to do the things to stay in the parent um, space because of her illness. She was out of the house at different times when her illness got really bad. She had to go into the state um, hospital, mental hospital, and would be there weeks at a time, month at a time. And in order for us not to be split up, she had to say a neighbor was taking care of us uh, and we would be with them in order for us not to be split up. But actually we were in the apartment um, doing the things every day, taking care of the little ones, going to school, coming back home for lunch. All that did was it robbed um, what I thought a family should be because I thought it was so much on a young person that I never wanted a family because I felt like I had already done that. So I never had aspirations to be married, to have children, because I felt like my childhood was robbed and I really wanted to live a life that really centered around me. And of course that's selfish. Um, and I came to meet the Lord Jesus Christ as my savior at 20, five years old, 24. And I met the man of my dreams and we married a year later. Before we got married, both of us came to know the Lord and we got counseling. In that counseling, there was a lot of things that came up that my pastor and our pastor knew was gonna be a problem in our marriage from my life and from his life. In the mental illness, I had taken on so much responsibility. He was, he knew for sure that I was gonna have a problem releasing and following my husband um, because I was, I, was a, I was a doer, I did everything. I was still taking care of my brothers and sisters as adults. I was still over a lot of things that, everything that related to my mom. And so, um, I needed a woman to help me to be a married woman. And that woman I'm highlighting today was Margaret L. Ponder. Margaret L. Ponder was the first black businesswoman in Ben Hill, Atlanta. She owned the cleaners. That cleaners is still open and running today. Her, um, sibling, her, her children are running that cleaners, but she was the Bible teacher. She was, um, she was my Phoebe. So every Tuesday night, I went to her house for Bible study. Not only did I get Bible study, but she taught me how 
to be a godly woman, how to, she trained us in how to study the scriptures as well as teaching us the scriptures. And then she held us accountable. I was the youngest woman in the room. Everybody else was 20 years my senior and more. But in that room, I was groomed to be the wife I believe that I turned out to be, um, where I could let my husband lead, honor him, honor the Lord, and honor the space that God had called me into as a mother. I became the mom of six children. Wow. Uh, I had more children <laughs> than my mom. <laughs> I had two sets of twins and two singles. So that number went up real quick. Wow. The best days of my, of my life, learning how to be a wife and a mother at the same time. Ms. Ponder was a businesswoman, as I said. She was the mother of six, and she was a divorcee. And she would always say, it is better to obey God and to stay until God works out your situation than to walk away from the uh, marriage that God called you to. And so in the tough times of being a parent, um, I didn't have a lot of tough times in the, in the marriage, um, but all of those things she taught me stayed with me. Um, and so I really contribute the person I became after Christ to the training, the teaching, the mentoring, the holding me accountable, the checking on me when I didn't want to share things that I needed to share to get wisdom. She would call and say, are you okay? And I'd say, what do you, why did you ask? And she said, something's going on wrong with you. What do you need? What do you? And it might've been just the fact that I was feeling overwhelmed with taking care of my adult siblings and my mom and her situations moving from, you know, her mental illness. My mom died at 86. She never um, got healed from her mental illness. So schizophrenia was a real awesome um, distraction and disturbance in her life, which means that it was that for us. She always was in fear. She always thought that she was being harmed. Um, and so if she was off her medicine, she was also violent. And so there are times that, you know, I didn't want to put her in the hospital, but I had to for her own safety and for safety of others. And that's when Ms. Ponder would come in and say, Baby, it's for the best. You're not doing anything wrong. This is a part of the care because of where she is mentally. And um, she became a friend of Miss Ponder after we got her down from New Jersey and got her into and brought her to Georgia. Um, and they would pray often for my mom, pray often for my siblings. Um, my oldest brother, I would say, was not a part of the real um, grow, our growing up, he ended up being sent to our, her oldest brother to be raised. Um, and today he suffers from schizophrenia 
It was an onset about 22 years old for him. He is now almost 65 and I, he's with me now. I, so I have his care. So sometimes I think, you know, I would think this, this is a bit much, but then God's word always would come back. He says, I wouldn't put more on you than you can bear. I'll make a way of escape. I'll support. I'll bring in the, the Phoebe's. I'll bring in my word. My um, word is, is going to be your strength. The Holy Spirit is going to be your helper. And that has reigned true. Um, I'm in my 60s now. And God has never, ever left me alone and without a way to bear under those things that we were going through when you deal with mental illness. So I ended up with two brothers who were schizophrenic um, and bipolar and depressed. The, my youngest brother took his life a year ago. That was very difficult as we were best friends and he had managed it well um, most of his life. Um, my, you know, and it was less than about a year after my mom passed. So I would say these last three years, as I've known um, Jeanette and worked as a colleague with Jeanette, it's been some of my most difficult years emotionally, because a lot of the pain as a child came back. Because when you're going through pain, sometimes you don't even know it, right, Miss Jeanette? Exactly. You don't even know. Exactly. It's painful. It's just the way that you you grow, you grow up exactly and some triggers happened in 2020 and I went back to as a seven-year-old those first seven years and then those seven years after that and then how difficult it was not having family and we didn't have the Phoebe's then and nobody understood and connected and wanted to be near mental illness so we didn't have the neighbors and friends and family reach out. And so we were basically left to our own devices and knowledge, but God was in it. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Amen. God was in it. Amen. And he protected us. And he provided, and we had favor when we went to school. And man, if you get to school and your principal acknowledges and cares and sees about you and your siblings, teachers, the man who owned the corner store when we didn't have food, I could go in and just say, we're out of food. And he would give us food until we got food stamps to pay them back. Just the little things in life have been a blessing. So even though sounds sometimes a Phoebe may not be the, the Phoebe as we see the helper, the one who has hope, the one who's spiritually led, I don't think and I know for sure I would not be the woman I am today. If I had not gone through what I went through as a young lady, as a young girl, then a young lady. And then throughout my lifetime, I've been one who is 
a caregiver and um, a helper and a supporter and giving great responsibility. But with that, God has given me great gifts and he allowed them to come to the forefront so that I might be a blessing. But then God is now in these latter years, I believe um, whatever is left in for me to live out, that that's the part of life. What I experience, the blessings that God wants for me because of the sacrifices that I've had to make to ensure that my mom was cared for, my four siblings were cared for. For the brother that I have now, if I don't care for him, there's no one else. And so even though we weren't close and he was older and he never liked us, he, he hated us. He, and, and it was just because he didn't know his own dad. And it, I had to forgive him and, and God sent him back. I love him. He only has me in the sibling group to care for him. And I'm honored. I'm honored to do it. So again, without the Holy Spirit training in the word and misponder in those early years of my salvation, I could not have become anything of the woman that I am today. And it was only because of who she was. She had her own children, her own grandchildren, and she thought it not robbery to mentor me, to disciple me, and to thrust me out and say, now you go and you be the same to many others. And I have, I did exactly what she did. I became a Bible teacher. I'm a lay minister. Um, and I'm always looking for opportunities where I can cover and support those who are in need. And it has been, my mother said one thing before she left this world, I thought she had a, you know, a tumultuous life. She said, I had a good life. And I said, if she can say, I had a good life. And I know for sure God has been good to me. Then every day I need to see the cup half full. And I need to be saying, thank you, Lord. And but for the graciousness of God, there go I. So that when I'm in a space to be of help, give hope, I need to always take that opportunity. And that is my prayer every day, that I don't miss the opportunities, that I don't miss the little things because it's the little things that help people get through the big things in life the more tumultuous thing. So with that said today, I'm in a new season. Um, this season won't last very long. And mm -hmm. I'll say that because um, the seasons 
get shorter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there'll be short, this will be the shortest season of my life. And I know that. And so my prayer daily is, Lord, wherever there's left for me to have impact for you, move me there and let me remain until my work is done. And my reflection of him is more important than any professional promotion or anybody saying, hey, let's, you know, give you an award. My award is I have six children, five grandchildren, my husband. I have wonderful people that I met in life, wonderful sisters in the Lord. I, Jeanette, I knew who you were when I saw you and you would be in the space and your graciousness, you're a gracious woman. You're a gracious woman. You don't find that many who are gracious. They walk in grace and they exude grace and they make contact with others with such grace. You have great impact when you walk into a space. May the Lord bless that gracious space that it's all exudes and takes over your life. And may it continue to be a blessing to so many young people. They need what you have and they need our savior because they're not going to get through uh, this world without, I think, the the best life without knowing Jesus Christ and the pardon of their sin and his whole power and essence being intricately woven in their lives. I see it in you. Um, I can't imagine what your daughter's gonna be like. <laughs> Haven't met her, but for her to have such a gracious mom, I can't even believe um, how God's gonna use her because it just doubles down into the next generation. So um, thank you again for allowing me to just share a little bit of my story, but God gets the glory. There's one scripture that when I got saved that remind that helped remind me that God was always there. He said, before I knew you, I sent ministering angels um, in Hebrews to you to do my bidding in your life so that at the appointed time you would come. Mm. And so that that cleared up everything. Like, God, were you there? God, did you see me? Exactly. God, were you sending me help? That cleared it up. Like, he was always there. He Amen. never. Amen. And so that did it. And then I had rejection problems because my dad never came back. One other verse helped me. Um, in Ephesians 1, he, he said, you're accepted in the beloved. Amen. When I got that accepted in the beloved, I be, that began to heal the rejection that I walked in from my dad. Is it all gone? No. Mm-hmm. In this human flesh, we're going to live out some of the things that we've experienced. But am I in process of healing? Yes, I am. Am I much better than I was? Oh, much more. 
am I going in the right direction? As God leads me, I am. When I get veer off on my own little flesh and foolishness, God will bring me back because of his great love. And so I'm assured that he who's begun a good work in me will complete it until the day he takes me home or the day that our Savior comes back. Amen. Amen. Lydia, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. This has truly been a blessing. It has been an inspiration. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we celebrate Margaret L. Ponda. We commend her to you, Father. We thank you for the blessing she has been in Lydia's life. We thank you for placing her there at the right place in the right time, Father. Amen. You never, ever ever leave us alone, Father. And for that, Amen. we thank you. Lydia, God bless you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for pouring into me. Thank you for blessing all these women who will hear your testimony. I appreciate you. And I thank you for sharing from the heart. And I thank you for being obedient to God's call in your life, taking care of your siblings, and helping your children and your grandchildren. You are Phoebe in your own right. So we celebrate you today as well. Thank you, Thank Lydia. You. And you enjoy Thank the rest you. of your day. And I'm sending a big virtual hug your way. Yes. And God Love bless you. you, Lydia. Love you too. Take Love good you care. and God bless your family. Thank you. And may the Lord continue to use you mightily. This is a mighty Thank work. Thank you. It's a mighty work. Amen. Amen. And it's so important at this divine place of intersection of the world and where we are in biblical history, there has to be this great work elevated that you're doing. So may the Lord just increase your enlarge your borders and may He gave you greater impact for greater influence for the work of building up the women who are in the kingdom of God. My Phoebe is dedicated to encouraging women through community building, storytelling, and providing resources to help them catch and release the curveballs life will sometimes throw their way. And as author Noelle Schwantz so eloquently reminds us, somewhere in the world there is a darkness only you can heal. To do it, you have to face your shame. Visit us at www.lovemyphoebe.com dot com to learn more.